Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Previously on Chief Concerns. We have to do something with the defensive end with the edge rushers, and we, we need to get a, a another receiver in there. So My family was so happy, right? I was happy, but I believe that my family was a, a lot more happy. They were so proud of it, and, and, and just, you know, be grateful for them around them, too. You know, kind of congratulate them and, and just loving them. And, and I know people will, but... Just take it all in. Take it all in. I'd love to see a pass rusher too, a young guy that just, even if it's all he can do, I don't care if he can play the run at all, but if he can rush the passer, maybe he has some issues that let him fall that fall back to us. But taking a chance on a guy like that might might be a big benefit. It's the corner where the treats. Is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. Hey guys, well, guess what? Drafts in the books. We're, we're coming up on the NBA playoff season, but you know what? It's the, today's the episode after talking to a lot of our fans out there. We want a full-on draft recap is what is what the sense I'm getting from all of the Chief fans out there. Uh, so today we have our former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. They're going to go over the full draft with you, and they're going to tell you what they think of each pick, uh, I guess the pros and cons of it, and just the overall kind of grade and sense of everything. So guys, you guys ready to get into it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go. All right. So, okay, we're going we're gonna to jump right in. So, our, our first concern is we're going to talk our, about our first picks. Obviously, we didn't have a first-round pick. We ended up getting Orlando Brown in that blockbuster trade two weeks ago. But we did have two second-round picks. One was uh, Missouri favorite, which I looked at my timeline. As soon as we drafted this guy, all Chief fans are going nuts. All the Mizzou fans out there were loving this one. Was the inside linebacker Nick Bolton from Missouri. And then a couple picks later, we ended up drafting center from Oklahoma, Creed Humphrey, who everyone said was the best center in the draft, which also kind of takes care of that last need, I guess, we had on the offensive line. Gentlemen, what were your thoughts on these picks? I mean, I was excited about the – uh, Bolton pick, uh, and especially seeing his highlights, uh, very instinctive, uh, got a knack for the ball, how to get there, make big plays, uh, great speed, and 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 his his awareness is. I mean, he he just has all the things that you need right now as as a backer. Um, you know, you still have to go out there and compete and fight for the position and, and prove that you're worthy of that pick. Uh, but just off the highlights that I've seen alone, because I didn't get to watch a lot of them in Missouri. And, and even after the draft, I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't have the time to go back and, and look through uh, his films. But uh, from the highlights that I've seen on him, dude is, is, is real good at contact. It kind of reminds me of Levante David uh, over in uh, Tampa. Uh, not big, but but plays big. And, and is very fast to get into the ball. And, and, and you know, he's not one of those drag you down. He's going to uh, put you on the ground by instant contact. So I like everything that I see in him so far. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Nick Bolton, man, I, you know, I, I put out there on Twitter that uh, to me, this guy was a football player. And I've said that, 
you know, whenever a coach gives you that, they tell you or they say this guy's a football player, what they mean is this guy's instinctual, right? And that's something that you just can't coach. You just, you just can't coach that. And so when you watch him, like, like he was saying, you watch his highlights and just kind of watch his film, you know, he's always, he, he's, he's right where he needs to be. He's always near the football. He's always just making plays. And so he was like the leading tackler. Uh, you know, he played over in the SEC. So, you know, I watched him, you know, play against the UK a couple of times. But looking at some of that film, he's just – he has a knack just fine of the football. And I think, to, to be honest with you, the reason he failed into, you know, where he did into our lap is because they probably looked at he was undersized, right? Six foot, 230 pounds, you know. And, and sometimes you get caught up on the measurables of trying to get a guy who's 6'3", at linebacker, you know, 235, 240. Uh, but this guy right here, is a, he's a playmaker. He is a football player, instinctual, always around the football, and he's going to make plays. So he's, I mean, look, and he's a guy, when, when I say football player also too, that means this guy can fit into any scheme. I don't care what scheme you have for him, he will be able to fit into that scheme. He's going to get in, he's going to play regardless if it's 4-3, 3-4, however you want to do it, play in the box. This guy right here is going to be able to uh, to come in and make plays, you know, because he, like I said before, he's a football player. Now, Creed Humphrey, uh, looking at him, Creed, without a doubt, man, is 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 an unbelievable talent, uh, offensive lineman. I mean, he's strong, he's big, uh, you, you know, he he's uh, captain of the team, so he's a leader. He has that leadership. They say he's a smart guy. You know, you keep hearing those things come up. So he has all the intangibles uh, that you want in in a center. And so I think this guy could come in right now and, and play. Matter of fact, that's why they drafted him because they want him to come in. Start right away. Uh, and I think he's going to do it. Now, he may not be, you know, as, as, as gifted athletically, right? And I think he probably needs to stay around about 300 pounds, maybe 295 in that range, you know, not getting too big because uh, you want a guy that's going to be able to do a, a, a good job pass setting, right? Because we're going to pass a, a lot in the football. And I think he, he could do a lot better in that, that phase of his game. But as far as like the run game, you know, bringing him in, man, he's going to absolutely just play some some bully ball and absolutely just wreck uh, defensive linemen and some linebackers on second level. So that's what I like about him. Uh, and, and Nick Bolton, talking about him, th- these are two guys, without a doubt, uh, that's going to come in and, and, and play and start right away. Yeah, that's so that, an impact. Yeah, it, it, and so you already know, these guys, you go ahead and fit them into, you know, you scheme what you want to do on the team. Get these guys ready. These guys are ready to go from day one. Yeah. I mean, you, you bring up athleticism with, 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 with Creed. So, like, the guys that I played with, Tim Grunhardt and, and Casey Wheatman, I, you couldn't see an athletic bone in either body. But once they, they dress up and, 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 and dig those feet, those cleat in the dirt, uh, then you saw an ultimate warrior come out. And uh, I, I think that's what he kind of brings to, the, to this team. So, uh, I'm looking forward to him. Uh, and Nick Bolton both playing right away. Uh, the thing with Nick, and I hate that people, you know, we say kind of undersized. This, the NFL is kind of turning, well, I don't say kind of, it's turning to a pass-happy league. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't, you don't find the big, bulky linebackers anymore, um, you know, with the neck rolls, looking out Bosworth or Ray Lewis type, uh, because you don't get a lot of the running game. And even now with the running game, you get fast, active backs. Um, so as we were kind of talking about with Chris uh, Bober last week was that uh, especially with, with us as the Chiefs, we get away from uh, 
what do we call it? Our, our goal line package, the, the, the short yardage package. Um, so the, it, it kind of takes away from what the fullback brings to a team. Um, or the, and so I like it because he's able to get skinny when getting through the line. You know, he, he's, he's, he's able to get, get through and make those plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's able to drop back in coverage and, and, and to make those plays uh, with his size and his speed uh, to cover, you know, decent size, quick, tight end. So he, he brings a lot of qualities that I, I kind of want to say the new age backer does. Um, Cause you don't, you don't, you don't go for a lot of those big guys anymore. And heck, there's not even a lot of them out there anymore. You know, right. Dallas's first pick, I want to say he was maybe smaller or maybe the same size as, as, as Bolton. You know, he's not a big linebacker. You know, he's a, a top 10 pick. So, um, you know, they just want playmakers, guys that can go out there and, and with great awareness uh, and instincts and, and to make plays and, and to lead their defense. And, and I think that he's he's he could be that guy for our defense. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He, it, and you see him, you know, when 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 guards and, and centers trying to pull on him and get him. Before they know it, he's already passed him. They're like, man, where is this guy at? He, you know, he can't put his hands on him because he's just, like you said, he gets skinny. And, and, and a linebacker that does that and just runs, he, he has a fluid motion of running and getting around blocks just to be there right, you know, in, in anticipation. That's that's going yeah. to anticipate where a run back is going to be. And that's just a, it's, it's an absolute wonderful attribute to have as a linebacker. Yep. And it's just so key. Like you said, man, they, they want players. They want people to make plays. And look, you get a guy here that's going to be able to make plays. I don't care how big he is. That joker could be, you know, uh, five, five, eight, 215 pounds. If he comes in, make plays and make tackles, hey, this is the guy we want to. Hey, we'll, that's, we'll, that's who you want. Hey, there's there's we'll times we bring Tyron Matthew down in the box. Yeah, right. You know, because he's a playmaker. So, yes. you know, you get you get that in, a, in, a, in an actual uh, linebacker that can make those same kind of plays. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a honey badger type player. Um, but I mean, he's he's got potential to, to be that that kind of playmaker. To just you have him in making plays down the field in the secondary to to making uh, plays in the back of the uh, of the offensive line. So, um, like I said, I'm just excited to see what he brings. Yeah, yeah, definitely day one. And I will say this: I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give a, a, a shout out to Casey Wigman. All right, Grunny was 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 a great center, and and. He was able to get out there and block and stuff like that. But Casey, man, we asked Casey to do a whole lot. And Casey was kind of like an under, undersized center, they would call. You know what I'm saying? He was like 200. Yeah, he was. And, and, and he played a lot bigger than what he was, man. Because Casey would pull around. I used to love watching the film. Because Casey would get up out of that stance, man. Get around that corner. And, and he, he would he would just pick safeties, man, and, and linebackers off, uh, pulling on the edge, man. So hopefully – uh, Creed Humphrey is good. He would be able to do the same, but I, I love it because now what you've done is you just opened up a whole different dynamic part of your game, right? The running game. That's what that's what's been missing. We've been missing the running game. So here it is. Bring in the the, the, the guys that's going to be able to put their foot in the ground and come off and start knocking blocks off. That's that's yeah. what you need. Yeah. So good picks, man. Good picks. Yeah, it was a Nick Bolton pick. Uh, we, we we were texting about during the draft, but you know it, it it allows us it frees us up. So for next year, when Anthony Hitchens becomes a free agent, we don't have to spend money on that that middle linebacker. We have Willie Gay and Willie Gay. Uh, Nick, Nick Bolton as two two young badass inside backers for the next three with three five years, three to five years. So I mean that's that frees us up there. And then the Creed Humphrey pick, which they which I thought was cool, is that Orlando Brown was telling uh, Veach. 
to go get Creed Humphrey. That's this guy. They, they, they played with each other at Oklahoma. Um, so to have the left tackle and center right there, you know, and, and boys and, and friends, I think that, that's awesome. It's just kind of show that camaraderie and that chemistry on the line already before day one. And Creed Humphrey didn't allow a sack. And, you know, we all know how much Oklahoma likes to throw the ball. And the guy yeah. not allowing a sack, that's, that's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I, I have to agree with you guys on, on that. Great, great, great picks. I did. I do know you wanted uh, your your boy Basham though, JD. You were talking about Basham all week, and we were that close to getting them. Ooh, man! Look, listen, look. They knew, and and what do you do? If if be offensive, right? The best defense is to be offensive on certain things. So Buffalo was like, look, we we can't let this guy go. We have got to go ahead and take this dude. And I was just, I was just waiting. I'm just like, oh, we gonna get him. We gonna get him. I just know it's gonna happen. And sure enough, Buffalo comes, swoops right in. No, we take him out of your hands. We, we pull him out of there. Well, he's the enemy now, so. I know it. I know it. So, yeah. We're going to blow him up. Bash him. Hey, hey we're going to blow you up, buddy. Sorry about it. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. It's, it's like just seeing the way Buffalo drafted, because they drafted a D-end in the first round, and they drafted Basham in the second round. The way I was seeing it, it's like an arms race, man. You're getting all these AFC contenders getting, you know, going after the edge guys, and we're going after the – we're bolstering up our whole line, so it's just like pretty much a combating back and forth. So I, I think it's it's cool to see that we are investing in the O-line, as we've talked about all pretty much all year uh, since the show began. So um, Chess, brother. It's chess. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, we ain't playing check exercise, it's chess. Yeah, <laughs> they, they know. Look, and look, everybody seen what happened in the Super Bowl. And they was just like, look, we need to get some edge rushers to come after that 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 powerful offense they got. Come after uh, Patrick Mahomes. So it just makes sense. Why not? Yeah. Now we didn't get Carlos Basham, but in the uh, round four, we did get uh defensive end from Florida State. Joshua Kane Doe. So he was coming out of high school. He was like one of the top three guys uh, coming out of high school in the, I guess, ESPN's top 150. Um, so a lot of people say this is, could be one of those picks where the guy got hurt a lot in college, but he could, I mean, if you see some of his highlights, he kind of jumps off the screen. He's a big dude. He's like six, 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 seven, and he's kind of quick. What were your thoughts on, on, on this pick? Well, I, I, I'll say yes. Uh, kind of watching his highlights. I, I like for him to be a little bit more uh, aggressive. I think sometimes he kind of waits at the line of scrimmage. Uh, it, quick, I, I didn't really see quickness uh, as much. I, I think he, I think he's a good player, uh, and, and he'll be unhurt. I think he's going to get better. I, I think he's a project, and he's not a guy I would say come in day one and it starts right. And the reason I say that is because we we see that we decide what's the Kamali uh, Carrera. You know, another edge rusher we had got from uh, uh, there was a free agent, you know, from Baltimore. So the thing is, he, he's a young guy. He, it's going to take him a couple of years to kind of come into his own. But I, I think he's he's a good project because he, he has a lot of things you can work on to get him better. He's going to get reps, no doubt about it. He's going to get reps. Uh, but I think it, to me, just watching him and, and, and here it is. You always want to evaluate a guy to say, who are you going to go against on Sunday, right? Uh, to, to me, that's, that's really how it boils down to. So the guys he's going to go against on Sunday, is he going to be able to come in and be effective? Is he going to make a whole lot of sacks? Is he going to make a whole lot of and, – and the thing is, i just seen him wait a lot at the line of scrimmage, but I think he's going to be a better player later on. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good pick, uh, uh, you know, for us, but I, I think it's, it's going to be, you know, uh, developing a player, developing uh, uh, Kendo. I do. Yeah, I, I see that too. Uh, 
But you know, man, like with some of these picks and and, and recent history, is, as it's proven, you know, being in the right situation at the right time could bring out the best in a person. And a guy with his kind of with his size and attributes, he could be a, a really good, you know, pass rusher. Um, yeah, he's, he is a, he is a bit hesitant at times, and, and injury bug might have have kept up, have bit him in the butt a, a bit too long. But uh, yeah, he's he, he's definitely one of those that. If with the right coach around the right personnel, you can make a beast out of this guy. You know, that kind of size and, and that kind of quickness, uh, you know, he could be a hell of a pass rusher. And, you know, I, I'm assuming that our, our defensive staff saw something within him that, that, that way they can bring out of him. And if not for this first year, years to come. Yeah. I, and I believe that. I, I think they did see something in him, right? Which, I mean, I see flashes in him, too, being great. It's just, you know, when I'm evaluating, you're watching E. So, so E, same thing. Like, so when you see a defensive end, you know that bend that they have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, underneath the tackle and stuff. And it seems like he has to work on that, right? And like you said, you, if you find the right, you know, defensive coach to get him ready, say, look, we got to work on this aspect of your game. Yeah. You know? Make it a little bit more natural. We don't want you to be robotic. We don't want you coming at the tackle and all of a sudden dip. It's got to be one fluid motion. It has to be one fluid motion, you know, when you come back there. So, um, no, I agree with you. I, I do. I, I think, you know, right situation, he, he can definitely be a beast. And he'll learn, look, these guys in front of him, what we got right now on the defensive line, he's, he's going to learn a whole lot. He's, he's going to learn. Oh, they're, yeah. they're getting right. They're getting ready. Yeah. And, uh, and can't do it. If I, I, I was seeing, you know, we, we lost Tano um, – I can't pronounce the time. I, I, for all these years, I couldn't pronounce Tano's last name, but I call him K-Pass. Um, we lost him to the Saints this offseason. He was also a guy we drafted high, second-round pick. He was a project. He was from Villanova. And then this guy, it also, a lot of, I saw a lot of player comps were saying very similar to Tano coming out of college. This guy's kind of raw. He's a six-seven guy, both kind of similar in stature. Um, so it could be a project then, you know, with the way Spags likes to, likes to run his defense it's over, you know, his past, he likes to have a constant guys going in there. So this guy will get his definitely, definitely his, uh, some playing time. Um, well, yeah, definitely a project. Um, all right. So, okay. So the, the next, the next concern is a uh, round five, which was, I guess all, all uh, most, a lot, a lot of chief fans were, you know, really happy about these picks, you know, the, the fun skill player positions. Um, we ended up trading up for this tight end from Duke, Noah Gray, who some people are calling him baby Kelsey. Um, and then also drafting a couple picks later, drafting workout warrior, uh, Cornell Powell. I don't know if you guys saw him run his 40 town without a shirt on the guy looked like a Greek God. I mean, it was, it was insane. Um, but what, what were your thoughts on, on these, uh, on these uh, draft picks? I like Powell, you know, especially with, uh, you know, you having somewhat, I won't say somewhat, but someone of a, of like Travis Kelsey that's teaching you the things that he's learned throughout his time here in Kansas City that's put him on a pedestal of right now being the best tight end in the game. Uh, heck, probably on the way of taking all of Tony's numbers down. Um, but you get to learn from a guy that's, that's it seems like, Kelsey's in his prime right now. I know he's a little bit up there in age, but he, he's, it feels, I feel like he's right there in his prime to, 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 to be able to, to show this guy, you know, the, the ins and outs of what he's, of, of, of how to play the position at a high level. Uh, and, and I can't, I don't remember if Noah was more of a, a blocking tight end 
or if he was the the, the receiver type. Um, but either way, he, he's going to have to learn both because uh, right now, uh, like I said, we keep talking about the Brinks truck that's back there and uh, and and what it has, how we have to protect that. So and and Kelsey, I can't see us having to bring him off the field. You know, God forbid, you know, something happens, and I pray it doesn't. Um, you know, he's one of those that we we have to live on the field at all times. And for a quick quick breather uh, to, to get this little young guy uh, a little action, you know, I, I highly doubt he'll see the field unless it's mostly special teams. Um, so he does get uh, uh, some years to learn under probably the best tight end in the game right now. Yeah, man. I, I tell you what, man. I, I like this pick. I do. I, I uh, going back and looking at his film uh, and just kind of watching, man. He, he's he's got he's got a little uh, little twinkle, a little wiggle in in, in his hips, man. He, he he likes playing football. Uh, he he does a good job going up, catching the football, strong hands, uh, and, he, and he's exciting. So I look at it, you know, they say baby Kelsey, man, but he, he's, he's athletic. He's athletic. Now, I know Kelsey was a, 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 used to be a quarterback, and this guy used to play a quarterback too. So I think, you know, what helps you out as far as being a quarterback is you understand route running. You understand what yeah. you want out of your receivers. And so to him, he's like already thinking right now that his mindset as a quarterback, this is what the quarterback wants, right? I know how to get open. I know how to set this guy up, uh, you know, to catch the football. So you, you can see a lot of that in his play. And so another thing, like we, we look at uh, kind of uh, 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 so some of the story, and, and it's consistent, finding guys who are like captains, right? Creed Humpty, a, a captain on, 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 his, uh, on his team. You know, we talked about uh, Bolton, you know, one of those guys who was captain on his team, you know, a guy that was a leader. And they talk about this guy being a leader also, too. So I think he ended up being like the all-time leading receiver and a tight end in Duke. So – he, he does he does a little bit of both. So he'll block, uh, and, and he's been in line blocking, and, and he loves it. You can see that he he doesn't look. He don't back away from it. He don't ole guys. He's coming off the football. Now I, I think sometimes because he hadn't done a lot of it, that he's excited to do it. You know what I'm saying? He likes yeah. mixing it up when he gets a chance to do it, and that, and that bodes well for him. And I think like you, e, I, I think he'll play a lot of special teams. But I really do believe that if 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 Kelsey needs a blow. This guy could come in and make plays. I, I really do. And I think he's a guy that you can go ahead and, and start, you know, kind of pushing in, you know, every once in a while just to kind of give him a break. Now, the thing is, we all don't know it's all about the 53-man roster. Are you going to make that roster this week? You know, what's it going to be? You're going to be that guy that's going to make the trip? So I think he's going to be fighting for that. Now, uh, but I do love that, that, that pick with him. I, I like Noah, uh, uh, Noah Gray. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Cornell Powell is a strong receiver, strong hands, uh, strong guy. We, we keep saying that. It shows up on film, and he's destroying guys in a running game. He's pushing them down. I think he needs to uh, uh, work on his route running a little bit, uh, a little bit more consistency as far as, like, what he's going to see, especially against DBs, you know, on this level now, Right. And, and I remember Al Saunders used to tell us all the time, look, you ain't going against a guy who's uh, 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 studying uh, biophysics, right? This guy over here is making, you know, $15, $20 million a year who's trying to, you know, eat uh, and, and keep food on his table. So, you know, when you come down here, look, you better, you better bring your A game. And so if you don't, guess what? You ain't going to play. 
It's a performance. <laughs> it's a performance-based business, man. You don't perform, you ain't gonna play. Pure and simple. So I think he needs to get better. I don't know how he's gonna fit into the offense right now. I like the guys that we got. Uh, I know they'll try to push him along. So it, it, they're gonna give him a chance to compete to make. Why is gonna be a dog fight? It's, it's gonna be a dog fight. Look, you got guys right now that want. They, they're they're trying to show that they're. That's right. You know, you know, Tariq is number one. He's number one receiver that we have out there. Yeah, Kelsey's number one tight end. And so, as far as like everybody else, it's like you gotta you gotta prove to me that you belong on this field. And so that's what McCole Hardman, Robinson, all those guys they gotta right. prove that you know because we when we gave Hardman the opportunities, he played well, but then he had some hiccups. You know, so he didn't prove that he was that solid receiver that we've been searching for. You mm-hmm. know, that's why we went out and we drafted a guy um, that, that right now. And I think I think we're still looking right now because I, I, I want to say I read something on Twitter about, you know, Alshon Jeffries might still be available. Yeah. Um, and so there might be a few others out there. So who knows? But, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight at the receiver position. Yeah, definitely. I, and that's what I'm saying like with him. You know, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to fit in, you know, this year. But I think we are looking. I think we still had to find one more guy, maybe maybe a veteran guy to come in, you know, maybe, you know, take 40 balls a year, right? Yeah. 40 balls a year. If you can get that, 35 to 40 balls a year, man, and add on to what we're trying to do offensively. Uh, but this guy right here, they, they talked about maybe he's not as sure-handed, you know, just some of the concerns about him. So my thing is, you know, is this guy going to go against the best, you know, Jalen Ramsey? How's he going to do against Draymond Ramsey on Sunday? That's the question, right? That's how you have to evaluate these guys. So that's the way I look at it, man. So he, he just got to fit in where he can, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But he's a good pick for us. He'll develop. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah, it was, it was certainly a need for us getting uh, Pal and Noah Gray. We, we addressed two needs for us, which I guess that's all you, that's all you can ask for. Um, but I did, I did read a report or watched a report from James Palmer from NFL Network earlier. He said that they really feel that Noah Gray could be a guy who could come in and spell Kelsey, like, you know, to not leave him on the field like we do pretty much all games. He's a guy who would come in right away and kind of spell Kelsey, which we're talking about a fifth-round mm-hmm. tight end. That's pretty That's pretty good. If we're talking about him coming in and spelling Kelsey. For that would be Kelsey. amazing if he can come in and our offense would miss a beat. You know, it's just like we still have Kelsey out there. You know, and I just – you know, we hate to say, you know, compared to Kelsey, but, heck, that's the number one t- tight end in the game. So, yeah, that's what that's, – that's, that's where, you, that's where you, you're competing at. Yep. And so if we if he can come in and, and the offense not miss a beat and, you know, we got the defense still on their toes worried about him doing the same things, you know, or similar things to what Kelsey's doing. Yeah. Oh, we're in motion. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, man, he looks like it. He, he looks like he got that in with Tui. I'm, I'm telling you, when, I, when I'm watching, I'm like, this dude, he, he jumps out on the screen. He played an ACC. So, the, you know, he's going to get great competition. You already know that. But like I said, man, he, he just he, he feels – excited when he goes out there to go play and he don't look like a guy that would be nervous if you actually come in for Travis Kelsey he'd be like oh yeah bet at, at least to me that's what it seems like you know what yeah. I'm saying his demeanor seems like that so you know we'll see yeah and they also said Cornell Powell in that same report uh the Chiefs felt that he is he played as good as any other receiver in the second half of the season uh last year um, it's also cool too. The guys go from playing with the best quarterback in college football to the best quarterback in the NFL. Just kind of go from yeah. Trevor Lawrence to Mahomes. I think that's pretty. That's pretty special. He's he's got lucky there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think they'll ask a whole. Well, I can't say ask a whole lot. Every team that you go to is going to require your best. Now, picking you in the fifth round, 
you know, we're not expecting you to come out and be all pro to start every play. You know, if you can give us a few plays here, contribute special teams there, you know, you've earned your worth, uh, especially as a fifth, you know, and on, on up in the round. So um, expectation levels aren't there as we are, you know, as we talked about with Bolton and uh, with Humphrey. Uh, those are guys that we're looking to have an immediate impact of the team. Uh, and, but having a guy like, you know, Cornell Powell, who can it, come in and, you know, shake up the receiver core, and now all of a sudden, you know, we got Kelsey, Hill, Powell, you know, still got Hardman out there who's, you know, great at returning in, in, uh, return game on special teams, but also plugged in on the offense as a receiver, as a slot receiver. So, uh, I mean, it, it – it could be something uh, a lot more exciting to watch. Well, I won't say a lot more, but something more exciting to watch than what we have seen in the years. I'll tell you what, man, and, and E attested to this. When you get into these camps, all right, and new guys come in, you see everybody looking around the room, right? And you start doing the number, you start doing the number game, don't you? You start looking like, yeah. oh, hey, this is Joker right here ain't going to beat me out. I ain't going to let this dude right here beat me out. And so you're watching what they're doing in practice. you watch what they're doing in, in, in film. You're watching every aspect of it because it's just competition. This is just yep. what it is, man. This is your livelihood now. So ain't no way coming, like I said, coming from college, ain't you coming to kiss your girlfriend. Ain't, ain't none of that. Hey, this is the real deal. When you come in the NFL, hey, hey, dog eats dog. That's how it works. Hey, you got you to gotta come in. And you got to post yourself up to make sure Look, I got to get on the field. I got to be the one that travels. I got to make the 53-man roster. Because if I don't, and I find myself outside them doors, that ain't a good place to be. So, hey, and, and look, they try to replace you every year. That's how it works. They every year. year. So, I, hey, man, that's just how it is. And everybody's going to be looking around the room seeing who's going to make his joke or not. Is it going to be me or is it going to be him? So, you know, Young guys don't quite understand that quite yet until they no, get they it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I will say also with the whole fifth – this is two things I've noticed as far as the, as this draft goes. We're, as fans and just hearing that these reports, I feel like we're taking it in this dra- – in, in this, you know, this day and age, right, with the Mahomes era, with the, how much money's going towards him, I feel like these fifth and sixth round picks, these later round picks – are actually going to be more of a factor in the the, the team that we know and, and, and watch in the fall rather than in past years where usually a fifth-round pick, uh, that guy probably will never see the light of day, right? But now we're, we're already talking about Noah Gray being a, a possible, you know, a guy who's, who's rotating in with the, with the offense during the season. I mean, I just maybe that's just, you know, they're talking now two days after the draft. But, I mean, the fact that we're already talking these fifth-round picks possibly actually getting some emergence on the scene during the, during the fall is just kind of kind of crazy to me because in the past where people don't even know the fifth round the fifth round's name is, you know, it's just, oh, that's a guy, that's a, it's a camp body, probably not going to make yeah. a team or, you know, it's just it, – Maybe maybe it's just because with the situation we're in that we have these these young guys fifth sixth round they have to come in and produce for us because the way our kind of our team is set we're not being able to spend that much money I don't know yeah oh yeah well, look you can guarantee that uh, every pick um, was strategic and they've taken every factor you know within consideration right future wise what's going to happen with guys contract. So that, that's just part of the game of just understanding, like, you know, where you are, uh, you know, as far as, you know, dealing with contracts, you know, maybe keeping guys 
you know, healthy, all these different things that come in. But yeah, it's, it's always about the future thing, <laughs> future. What is the guy's going to do for you for the future? That's, that's, it's, it's always strategic, man. So, I mean, it, it, depending on where you go, does it play a factor? Yeah. Because, you know, me going in as a second round pick, as you go, as opposed to you going in as a fifth round pick, I got more of a head start on you. I got more of a head start on you financially. And I got more of a head start on you with the organization because they saw something in me that they didn't see in you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get more plays. I'm going to get more, more coaching yeah. than you are. Um, so, yeah, you might have to work harder. You might have to ask more questions. You might have to put in more time. But that's where you landed. And so now it's up to you. When you make that team, it's up to you to take full advantage of what they're giving you. And so what I always tell my guys is, Get to know the guys that start. Get to know those guys that are in front of you because you get to learn everything from them. You watch them. You learn You learn from them. And then after that, you either watch film with them or you hang out with them afterwards because when it comes to cut day yeah. uh, or release day, you at least got these, these, these older guys that can say, I vouch for him because I put the time in with him. I know what he wants. I know where his heart is because he's putting the effort in. So, mm-hmm. uh, And if they don't see it in you, you know, hey, you know, you just don't have it. You know, some guys don't have it. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's true. That's yeah. true. It, it seems like, yeah, the, the, the guys drafting them, obviously, the earlier rounds have a longer leash, whereas fifth and sixth round guys get the shorter leash, right? I mean, oh, yeah. More, more money invested. That's that money. You want yeah. money work for you. Money talks. Still <laughs> a business. It's a business now, like. Yeah. <laughs> always has been, always will be. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, that's what the, the, the common joke on Twitter is uh, that Garrick Dieter, the one of the receivers we have, is that guy's that guy's only hanging on to his job because he's best best friends with Mahomes. Mahomes keep making sure making sure he stays in the team. <laughs> and that, that, that kind of goes with what you're saying. You know, try to latch on to some of some of the guys. You know, if Mahomes vouches yeah. for you, that's it. <laughs> Man, do you see where this where 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 professional sports is going right now? Just to an astronomical like financially, it is. You got guys that are able to purchase franchises. Mm-hmm. with the amount of money that they're paying, you know, and, and before, you know, with, with I, I say like with a contract like mine, there's no way I could buy, you know, into what the Royals or, or the Chiefs or some organization out there and, and, and be part owner. Uh, and I was making big money. Well, at least I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> but like now you can get a, con- you know, a first year contract, man, you, you are, it's hard. I say, it's hard to go broke, like hard. Yeah, you gotta really give it. You gotta be out there burning money, to mm-hmm. try to go broke nowadays, man. Because they are they are putting it in your bank account right now. You ain't lying. Hey, you ain't lying. Look, I tell tell the young guys, man. I was coaching. I said, man, if you don't want to go out here and get this money at work, you see how much money they giving to these guys right now, and the money's just going up. I for the life of me, I'm just like, if y'all just understood. Like what was on the table and what you can get, what the potential you can earn. Like you should always work and try to become the best. So, you know, he was in a different bracket than me, man. I, I got a couple of cheeseburgers and a hot dog I could afford. But that's <laughs> about it. Hold on, Danny. Hold on. So I played golf with this dude, man. He, he know I played football. So I told him, yeah, I played a few years, yada, yada, yada. He said, yeah, man, I could have been. I, you know, I just, I didn't have the size. I didn't have the speed. I didn't have the talent. I said, dog, you, you sit there. You gave yourself every excuse in the book. 
Because you know who the most winning quarterback, the, the probably the GOAT of football right now, may have had the slowest 40, yeah. the lowest vertical, yep. the least amount of talent. But he put the effort in at what he wanted to be and and and, the, and worked on the, his craft. Mm-hmm. And so don't give me the excuse like, oh, I'm, I hate when I – all right, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. So I hate when I play with you know golf and you get a bunch of old white men. It's like, yeah, that's because I'm white. No, it's not. Right. It's not. It says you didn't choose to take that route. You know, they what they we chose to take this route because we felt like you know it was for me. I love sports, and it just happened. Just so happens that throughout the years, I got better and better at sports, and so I be it became a passion of mine. Sports became a passion. And all of a sudden, you know, I felt like I could have done this sport and I could have did that sport. To say I would have been a professional at those sports, I can't say that. But at least gave myself a chance. A lot of these people aren't giving themselves a chance because they feel like, oh, I can't run a 4-3. I can't jump like that. Man, that don't mean you can't go out there and practice, put the work in in your own backyard or in some little park. You know, just, you know, the guy I play golf with, he's like 5'10". And he's like, yeah, I was too short, but I was I was a beast in high school. I said, what if Dante Hall had said that? Right, right. You know, like he's short, yeah. but he didn't give up. He he just kept that. And like I I hate when they 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 don't give themselves more credit than what they you know really have within them. Because I'm not gonna say every person is a pro athlete. I I'd be lying to myself and lying to them. Right. Uh, for one, that the pro teams aren't built like that to take every single person. But there could be a, a bigger pool of people out there to give you and, and to give yourself a chance um, to just at least give it a try. I, I, I'm gonna piggyback off of that, and that's true. Because anytime you put yourself in a box <laughs> and limit yourself, and that's guess what? That's what you're gonna get. You know, yeah. pretty much in, in a lot. Of, in, in as far as you know, we're saying in, in certain realms, right? Uh, but yeah, man, who would have told Aaron Glenn, like you ain't big enough to play, you know, corner. You know, Aaron Glenn, I used to see him every time he make a little play, he'd do like this, like get a little mighty, do like he'd do like yeah. this, like showing his little muscles. <laughs> like you can't tell this joker right here, man, he ain't big. You know, his heart is big. He plays big out there. Like you said, Dante, who's who gonna tell him, you know, that he can't do things like that? And so, yeah, we should we should never try to, you know, limit ourselves. For sure on those things. And like you said, everybody going to make it for sure. But, man, give yourself a, a chance. Try to. You know what I mean? At least try. But, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> a little guy. I remember just Aaron Glenn used to do that little league. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one of those things, too. Like, you know, I played D2 and D3 football, you know. I was the, I'm not the biggest guy, you know. I'm, I was listed at 5'8", but – Probably, probably, probably five, six, but five days when I stand on my toolbox. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, you know, I, I gave myself a shot. You know, I want, I obviously wanted to play in the NFL or, you know, the CFL. I was like, you know, by the time I got to my D2 or D3 squad, I was like, okay, maybe I'll give me this chance I can play in the CFL. You know, I got hurt and like, you know, that, that was, you know, that was it. I, I, I gave my all to get to that level, but my best was D2, D3. But, you know, that, that's, that's what it is. And I, everyone's going to yeah. go to the NFL, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I believe me, I, I hear, I hear the excuses all the time. We hang out with my buddies, like, you know, like we, if, if this happened, we would have won states or, you know, I would have gone D1. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, we didn't, but, you know, but whatever. <laughs> right, right. Hey, it, it does happen. 
Right. Yeah, you, just, you just try, you try to get there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so we're gonna go to our, this. This is actually an interesting pick. Uh, so our la- our last pick that we're gonna talk about is the guard that we drafted from Tennessee, Trey Smith. Now, kind of an interesting story here. Everyone said this is probably the best pick that we had uh, in this draft. Uh, this guy was a top five interior lineman according to Bucky Brooks, uh, but he's had a history of blood clots. He hasn't had any uh, problems with it in the past few years, but because of medical history and the way the combine was this year, teams couldn't really like kind of test out like players and they see what was going on with them. But the Chiefs did their due diligence, apparently, and we ended up drafting this guy in the sixth round. Now, this guy, if you've seen his tape, I'm sure you guys have. This guy is a, a beast. Uh, this guy, this is what you want as a guard. What were your thoughts on this pick? And do you think it was the, our best pick value-wise in the draft? I mean, you get somebody with his size and and, and- – uh, capabilities, um, you always think it's a steal, but you know, there's a reason all those teams picked over him throughout all those rounds. Um, so you know, right now, for what he is with the Chiefs, you know, you hope and pray that his health gets better. You know, we don't have to run into uh, whatever that pushed him back to the sixth round, um, develops during the season. So, uh, if he if he turns out to be a beast, I, I'm happy. I know you guys are happy. Um, but, yeah, with, to, to drop that far, uh, a lot of teams had to have seen something to let him go that far. But then again, like what we saw, what we see in him to, to pick him up in the six and just, you know, and him not having to be a free agent is, is still a sign that, you know, you know, you got potential to be somebody special. You know, and we understand that the, the, the health part of your history has probably uh, kept you or, or put you back into this round. Um, and, heck, I don't even know how you control something like that because uh, I had a teammate in college, and it basically ruined his his NFL career, um, you know, with Tommy Frazier. You know, one of the best athletes that I saw play the quarterback position and, and could not go any farther than that because of blood clots. Wow. Is, so, there what, it's, it's, it, huh? Is that what happened to Tom? I didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. Wow. Yeah. So it's 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 this uh, sensitive, dangerous kind of situation. But you know, hopefully, it, it it doesn't bother him throughout the season, and he can be you know the beast that he was in Tennessee. Yeah, man. I, it, we know that the, the the whole reason, like you said, he he fell to you know the sixth round, and it is is definitely because of the medical condition, and that that is something that you had to be concerned about. And you, and you could control these things, man, with blood thinners and all type of different things like that as well to try to help out. But you know, to take them, you know, during you know strenuous times, and you know, I know that's just one of those things they had to monitor all the time. But his ability in himself, oh my gosh! I mean, without a doubt, man, he he is a football player. And he's another guy, a football player. I mean, he goes out there, man. He he, he works hard. I, I watched him in some one-on-ones and some of the things in senior bowl. And I watched some of his film, man, him playing this past year. And you could tell, like, he's getting stronger. He's getting better. So what was Eleni, he was, he was just talking about some of the things he was doing that he didn't really have any concerns about. Like, his strength was coming back. He felt like he was coming back as far as a player and whatnot. And I think he's hopefully – Prayfully, he just gets better over time, right? You know, regardless if he plays football or not, I just I would just want to pull for him. I hope he just turns out well, uh, fully yeah. just in life in itself. Uh, but without a doubt, he's a steal uh, on our side, just from what he can do physically, what he brings to the game. Uh, and and so if he's able to just to overcome these things and 
Doctors feel like he's all right. I think he's going to be a guy that maybe can look to be a starter within the next maybe two or three years, to be honest with you. that I mean, that's the type of ability that he has. You know, young guy. Uh, he's big. I think he's around, I think, like 331, something like that. Uh, so, you know, I mean, he, he's massive, man. He's, he's a big guy, man. He's massive. He, he's a monster out there. But I love it. I, I mean, he, he, he goes out, man. He mauls guys, moves pretty well, uh, you know, pretty athletic for his size. So, yeah, I think as far as value-wise, I mean, we, we got a great value in this dude. Really do. So, we just yeah. pray for many. Everything works well for him medically. So, I, and I know he has also, too, like a kind of like a really kind of, uh, you know, sad story. I think his mom might have passed away and it was, you know, he had to deal with some of those things, too. So, a guy like that, man, you just hear his story, things he's been through medically, you just pull for. So, I'm just, I'm yeah. just pulling for the guy, man. I am. So, I, I just... I love just having a guy like that and say, hey, yeah, guess what? This, this guy right here, pulling for you, buddy. Pulling for you. Yeah, I think a lot a lot of these 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 draft experts, I know we've talked about the draft experts, you know, uh, McShay, Kuyper, and all those types of guys. Um, a lot of people didn't even know about the blood clots issue. When, when uh, we drafted Trey Smith on ESPN, McShay was like, he was like, I, 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 for life of me, I did not know why he was slipping. And then the whole blood clot story, you know, how his medical um, uh, report came out. And McShay had no idea of those medical reports, you know. He's, talk, he's talking about the value. I don't know why this guy's dropping in the sixth round. And then Bucky Brooks had him as his top five interior lineman in the entire draft. Um, it just goes to show you that this year with the whole not no combine, the whole a lot of the medical reports kind of got lost. You know, a lot of people didn't know every team was doing team-by-team team evaluation instead of the one kind of you know, entire valuation process at the uh, combine. So it was just a very interesting year and interesting draft. And I, and, and I don't know if you guys think this, but do you guys think there's going to be kind of a, you're going to see a lot of guys who are rated poorly, just come out and just at fifth or sixth round guys tear it up this year because there was no, the real combine evaluation. It was just like, you know, it was kind of a, it was kind of, you know, running gun. Everyone was doing their own thing with the pro days. So as we already had that conversation, like Jason is a big believer in the in the combine. I'm not because I feel I feel like that film is gonna the the, the things that what you put on film is basically gonna you know get you drafted to either first round, sixth round free agency. Now, yeah, some things are gonna help you. Um, you know, whether you bench more, whether you run faster, whether you uh, your agility drills are quicker, your your, your vert, something might make you stand out to help you a little bit more. But um, I, I was, I just think the combine is for entertainment. That's just me. Never like, it's cool to go out there and see them guys run four twos and four threes. But man, I, I've just never been a fan. I, it's, I just feel like it's all for entertainment. I'll I tell you what, and, I, and I'm going to tell you a coach that, that you, you, that you played under, Junter, Peter Junter. I remember going out to the combine talking to him. He's like, look, JD, man, these, these DBs out here, ain't none of them got any hips. They don't have any hips. And so seeing that, you know, live and right there in front of you to kind of, you know, coach these guys. Up and, and and look, to be honest with you, sometimes when you play, you know, on the field and some of the film, look, film don't lie, right? We say it, film don't lie. I get that part of it. But sometimes you got to put your eyes on it, man. This dude might have a little uh, – you know, hitching his step or something like that. You're like, wait a minute, hold on. This, you know, is this dude's leg shorter than the other? What, you know, what's going on? You know, and, and hey, you never know. 
So you, you got to put your eyes on a guy and evaluate him. Plus, you're evaluating against everybody else. So everybody, all the good players are there at the same time so you can evaluate, you know, in a full scope. So now you have to look at the film. Look, and well, now I'm looking at how he's competing against, you know, the other best corner in the league. I'm looking at how he's competing against the other tight ends. I'm looking at how he's competing against the other uh, quarterbacks. How strong is he? You know, how many times you do 225? And I was looking at guys that, you know, you thought were strong, you know, 225, 12 times. It's like, it's okay ain't as strong as you think he is. So I, I just look at it. Some of those things is just giving you uh, a better look, a bigger opportunity. And we've seen guys stop, you know, raised because they've done a great job at the combine. You know, so I, I get I get what you I, look. I understand. Look, film is great, I, and I, I I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I think you know what you see on film is what you're gonna get. But also, too, man, I, I got to put my eyes on them. I got to go ahead and evaluate you. I got to talk to you also too. See some of your answers. See where you're at. You know, I, I know it helps, JD. I'm, I'm not gonna sit and argue and say it doesn't help some players. But majority of those mock drafts are mocked because of what the guy has put on film. It's before the combine has come by, and it's hey, we got you predicted going this far. This, uh, uh, you know, the top ten is basically already picked by the by the time that last the championship game is is played. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already talked about oh, he's a he's a Heisman player, he's this player should go this pick to the this team, and all of a sudden, you know, combine. But I, I'm saying it's, it's okay. The fact of like somebody from like North Dakota State going to get somebody from Miami, right? You want to see th- those two guys right beside each other, you know? Because you're like, well, North Dakota State ain't really playing anybody in that level that Miami's playing against. So let me see what how this guy really is in person. You know what I mean? Because some, you know, some film and competition. Because I mean, shoot, if I'm playing against you know a, a, a butt team, you know that they ain't really got a whole lot of talent on there, and, and you whooping them. Well, I can't be like, ooh, they, you know, Joker looks good out here on film. Well, <laughs> the team might have been crap. It might have been terrible. So sometimes, you know, you, you're going to blow out bad competition. So I want to see this guy. I want to see this guy come in and actually be 6'5", you know, 250. And all of a sudden, you, you're telling me he's 6'5", 250 uh, on his media guy, and, and he comes in here, he's actually 6'2", two, 235. You're like, wait a minute, this ain't the guy we're looking for. Are you sure this is the guy on film? Are you sure that's him? I'm like, yeah, that's him, coach. What we, we just got lied to. And we think on film, he's 6'5, 250 walking around. Like you said, looking like a Greek god, you know, look like Tars and play like Jane. We, uh-uh, we can't do that. We can't do it, dude. Come in there like that. Hey, and it happens. It happens all the time, every single year. And a media guy, E, you probably came, you was probably about 215 on a media guy, wasn't you? But hell, I was. <laughs> What y'all, you ain't too fit? Well, okay. But, you, know, you know, bigger, you know, buff. Like, look, this dude right here, man. So, I just say, coaches got to see guys. I like to see a guy. I want to see if this is exactly who you're talking about. I want to see this Greek guy walk into the room. I want to see a dude come out here and his muscles are coming out of his shoulders and on his neck. I want to see that. You know? I do. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And that, that was something that um, a lot of the experts were saying this year is 
they've never seen so many guys run four twos and four threes this year. And they say that's because probably the pro day where, you know, they, they got their own coaches, you know, timing them and stuff. And that's the official time they're sending out to people. So they, you know, they say they can't wait to get back to the combine where it's one official time instead of the pro day time, which, you know, kind of gets a, it takes a tick below what the pro, what the combine time is. Um, but every high school kid runs a four or five, four four right now. Yeah, yeah, come on now. You don't run a no four five, four four. I, I know I came out of high school lines like when I ran a four three. You know I could run a four three. Well, I told I told Jason when I was coming out of high school, I ran a four five eight. But when I would when I would like send out my questionnaires and stuff, fill them out, I would say four five. I forget the the eight part. Oh, yes. <laughs> no math. It does four five. <laughs> All right, so uh, the final question here tonight um, as we close out draft season of 2021, is there any position that you guys think this Chiefs still need to address heading into training camp? Position-wise, I think we still need to address maybe wide receiver, uh, maybe not as, as, as important, but maybe getting a guy, another veteran guy in here. Uh, corner. I like to have a corner. Also, uh, you know, in here as well. Uh, oh, is Breland done with us right now before I cut you off? Like, is, is, he's, he hasn't signed with anybody else, right? No. So the, the latest report is Nate Taylor said yesterday that because we just brought in the DB from Denver at Philadelphia. His name is Will Parks, I believe. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, I that. Yeah. I thought he was a running back. Safety. Safety. No, no. He's a, he's oh, a, that's a safe. That's a safe. He, you're right. You're right. Yeah, DB, yeah. Slot guy. I think and, he'll play slot a little bit, you know, cover. Yeah, but they said they haven't closed the door. Nate Taylor's report was they have not closed the door on uh, bringing back Breland. So that's that's where it is right now. Gotcha. Um, I mean, that, that, as far as that, man, that, that's that's shoot. That's pretty much it. Now, I, I see that maybe this needs to be addressed. Uh, I told you we got the uh, uh, what Correra, you know, as an edge rusher, kind of you know slash edge rusher linebacker. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think he, he was he was a good addition too. Five year guy didn't play for five years. Or I think maybe five or seven, something like that. He's been in the league for a little while. Five, five, five years. So so yeah. So I think he'll bring a little bit to the table as well. I mean, I don't I don't think there's anything out there major uh on the market that 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 we can bring in that's gonna you know impact us uh to the point of of what uh well, I would say impact to the point of something, but just I don't I don't think there's anybody out there in the market that has, you know, the the all pro type capabilities to come in to either, you know, be a, a, a edge rusher, you know, big name guys or, or uh, big time wide receivers. I know I said Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Tate might be still out there. Um, you know, those guys that can just fill in that have had the, the prominent careers. Um I'm happy with what we did. You know, I'm happy with the picks, with the picks that we have and, and how we, you know, spent money to get these picks. So at this point, yeah, a, a, a solid receiver, you know, coming in, helping Hill and, and Kelsey would be fabulous. Uh, but right now we don't have that. And so, and I'm happy with, you know, Hardman and, and, and Robinson uh, to see what they can do this year. You know, they, right now they get, they get a chance to prove, that you know they're they're more than a slot receiver and uh and, and special team guys. So uh, like I said earlier, that that the battlefield for for the receiver core is is gonna be something fierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, uh, and, and that report earlier that I was talking about, the James Palmer one, in that same breath, he also said they're looking poised to have Harden as the number two receiver this year. So that's what yeah. they're saying. So mm-hmm. hopefully they said not having, you know, the proper offseason last year in the COVID, it kind of took away from his sophomore kind of like his second year of trying to like, you know, get into it again. So maybe now coming out this this next year, maybe he'll learn the playbook more, have more on-field on time with, it, with his guys. So yeah. Um, but yeah, Breland's obviously the number one guy. We need to bring him back to, as an, as another guy in, in, in the secondary as far as the corners go. I love our young guys, but having Breland back would be nice. Um, and I would say a receiver, yeah, if we can add an Alshon or a Golden Tate. And I still hope we can bring in uh, Melvin uh, Melvin Ingram back or Justin Houston. I, I want I, I want just a one more edge guy. I, I don't know about you guys. I, I feel like the pretty much we got the uh, Jaron Reed, and then we got uh, this uh, Kando uh, guy. That's pretty much it. I mean, I would say we need at least just one more guy. You know, are you uh, talking about Ingram from uh, San Diego? Yes, sir. Something yeah. So, like so that, yeah, but Correa, they brought him in as an edge, yeah. right? He can play both. So yeah. he's a guy like you said who could be hungry. I know he hurt his uh, hamstring, but he. You know, come in, be hungry, give you some plays, give you some uh, some pass rush. You know, yeah. you know. I hate to throw this here in there, but uh, they talk about the guy that who's just uh, the guy that just got released for um, was it Achilles or something? That he hurt. Supposed to make ten million dollars this year. Oh, that Juwan James. So man, that's gonna hurt a lot of people doing these uh, off season workouts. Like shit, you go out and get hurt somewhere else. That's outside of the team, and they can cut you without paying. Like that's crazy. You know, there's a lot of guys that do their own personal training outside of uh, uh, where they play at. You know, and it, and it and it helps. Heck, we get we get a a ton. I'm talking about a ton of NFL guys here in Dallas that work out in these facilities down here. And could you imagine like some of those guys getting hurt here and then going back and and not being able to get that paycheck? That's crazy. I know it. That's in contract, though, E. That's in the contract. That's that's the bad part. Like, when you have, like, ambiguity sometimes, like, you know, when guys are not, like, listen, we're still doing things to, you know, to to uh, improve ourselves for the team, right? For the team's benefit. You know, I, I'm not out here, you know, dirt biking or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Hang gliding. I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, I, I understand some things of, of that nature. But if I'm sitting here working out to improve myself for your benefit, Come on, man. You got to meet me somewhere halfway with this thing. You have to. There's got to be some type yeah. of – I get it. I get it. And it, it was cool that Patrick Mahomes actually brought light to that when he – I think he quote tweeted and said something about that. So if you're going to have a big players kind of bring to light like stuff like this, I mean, that's – I mean, it's messed up. The, the guy's trying to better his body for you and your team, you know, and you're going to cut the guy and he loses, 10 million, loses out on $10 million. So I think, yeah, I think that's one thing. If bigger players can bring that stuff to light and kind of call out the BS that you know that is that you know, um, I think that is a that is a good thing. That that's one one of the beauties of social media right there, where you guys can just call that out. Yeah. Right away, teams will jump on it like, yeah, it's not going to happen to you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Power dynamics right now. You know, the, the owners, boy, them jokers. Hey. <laughs> tough. 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 They try to get that money back. Let me put it that way. We try to get the money back as, as soon as they give it to you. You know, some owners, I know at least some of them are. So that's crazy, though. Yeah. yeah. And then you have guys like Aaron Rodgers who, uh, well, if they don't trade him, he'll, he'll force his retirement and he'll have to pay back. I read like something like, 
like $40 million or something like that. If he retires, he has to pay back the next two years of his salary to, to the team. Um, that's that's why I'm sticking it to the, to the man, I guess. Aaron is good enough to where if he sits out and has to pay that back, I think a team would pay that off just to bring him in. Absolutely. So that'd be dumb on Green Bay's part either way. Like, Green Bay's in a, excuse my language, in a fucked up situation. Yep. So... Yeah, I mean, either way, Aaron, is, Aaron, Aaron can do what Aaron wants to do. <laughs> yeah, and, and and State Farm has his back. <laughs> <laughs> is that right that he's insured? <laughs> go, go host Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, well, the crazy thing about that situation, I know it's a Chiefs show, but the uh, when, I, when I read up uh, pro, pro Football Talk reported uh, reported yesterday that he was telling the free agents this year when they were coming to the sign, the sign, he was like, yeah, "I'm not going to be here, so you guys you guys can sign here or not, but I'm not going to be here." And then this comes out on draft night, take taking the whole steam away from these young guys that the Aaron Rodgers wants to be and wants out of uh, Green Bay. I mean, he really toyed with the team. I mean, to, to wait till this point in the season to do that, that's. I get you want out, but geez, you, you wait until this part and uh, the, sta- the stage of the offseason to let everyone know. So even now, they can't even put their trust in the dude that they brought in to replace him. Like, they still don't have confidence and love to be out on the field right now. Mm-hmm. So you know you screwed up big time. Yeah. And, and he's the only quarterback on the roster outside of Rodgers. It's love. And and they trade Rodgers, they only have love. So they're going to have to pick up uh, that. And they had a guy from uh, – Boyle's not up there anymore from EKU? You had a guy up there, EKU Boyle? I don't, I don't think uh, – it was Tim Boyle, right? Yeah, Timmy Boyle, baby, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he's there anymore because I read a report. Yeah, they, I know they only – they said that Love is the only one that they have on the roster. That's crazy. Oh, shoot, they doing his end, EKU. Dad. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that was, a, that was the hell of a show. You know, we closed out a little Green Bay and Rodgers and this kind of this rumor mill talk. Uh, but the draft season's in the books, and now we're kind of looking ahead. We're getting closer to the season. Uh, by next week, we'll probably have, uh, as far as NBA playoffs, we'll probably know the seedings go. So we'll have a little pr- prediction uh, as to as for what will happen in the NBA playoffs. But uh, that's it, guys. Uh, uh, follow us on Twitter on at Concerns Chief and subscribe to us on, po- on all podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, and our YouTube channel as well, Chief Concerns. So, guys, a hell, hell of an episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 